Exodus 24, verse 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount, and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone, and the law and commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount of God. And Moses said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us, until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. Aaron was a prophet of God, and Moses' brother, appointed by God as a prophet. He was three years older than Moses. And Moses went up unto the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. Exodus thirty-one eighteen, And he, God, gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. I know many church people today wish they had those tables of stone. They just want idols that they can see with the natural eye. Moses saw him who is invisible. And we who are really of God born again see him who's invisible. We don't see a bodily figure because God is a spirit. He doesn't have a bodily figure. But they just desire idols that they can see, and they deceive themselves. For the Bible shows us the new covenant is far better than the old covenant, for the new covenant is founded on better promises. Now, if you think the old is better, try reading the book of Leviticus. I really don't want to do that again. In the Old Testament, animal sacrifices were used by the Word of God to appease God for sin and trespasses. Jesus had not come yet in the flesh to the earth. When he came and died for the sins of man, and shed his blood, it is that blood that pays for our sins that God sees as trespasses for sins come forth from man. God is appeased by the blood of Jesus. Jesus sits at the right hand of God and intercedes for us today. But in the Old Testament, they had to kill animals. And they had vessels for the ministry that held the burnt offerings. 
We don't have burnt offerings. Jesus was our offering. So we don't have vessels. Actually, we don't even have buildings. The New Testament church met in homes at the beginning. And then they got big and they started denominations and the end of this world approaches us. And the apostate church is rampant. They cast away scripture from the New Testament Bible. The New Testament Bible contains the rules of God for the New Testament church. But many of them would not be popular with man and their congregations wouldn't be as large and they wouldn't get as much money. So they just don't mention those scriptures, which are critical for the church. As the sin is rampant in the world and worse, worse, worse. Paul said evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. And that's what we see today. Paul said that in 2 Timothy chapter 3. But there's a very big difference in the New Testament church. For all who believe in Jesus and are called by God, the elect of God, all who believe in Jesus, the Word, the Bible, the Old and New Testament, are given the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Now, we don't go by the law of Moses. We no longer do that, sacrificing animals for sin. Often I have wondered, the Jews, as I understand it, do not believe in Jesus, and they have synagogues and things. But what is their sacrifice for sin? if they don't have the blood of Jesus, and they don't slay animals. I don't see what their thinking is on their sacrifice for sin. For I haven't shed my own blood as a sacrifice for sins. I have faith that Jesus' blood allows me to go directly to God in prayer. So I just can't understand their reasoning if they don't kill animals and use their blood as a sacrifice, as they did in the Old Testament, if they've eliminated the Old Testament and eliminated the New Testament and don't believe in Jesus, I don't see how they have any hope. So there is a very big difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they sacrificed animals as an appeasement for their sins. They had burnt offerings. In the New Testament, we have the price paid by Jesus for our sins with his own blood. John chapter 14, verse 26 Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of Jesus lives in every believer of Jesus today. We are given the Holy Spirit of Jesus to live inside us. Now, what does the Holy Spirit do? 
Jesus tells us, John chapter 14, verse 26. Now, the Holy Spirit didn't come until Jesus was crucified and taken into heaven. And then the believers were given the Holy Spirit. It's told about in Acts chapter 2. But most Protestant people probably think is speaking in tongues. That is not the thing we are talking about on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches us and guides us. And because of the Holy Spirit, we know the will of God. John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. I believe that's spiritual and secular. And will bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. John chapter 16, verse 13 Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, of his own ideas, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 1 Corinthians 2.12 Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? We are the church. One day I went to a dinner at uh, Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas, where I lived before moving to Colorado. This was in a five- or six-story building in downtown Lubbock. I was seated at a table with four or five people. We were across from the Methodist Church, and a woman at our table pointed over to the Methodist Church and said, That's our church. And I said, we are the church. And she just became furious with me. She said, I'm not a church. That's the church. Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Concerning the new covenant, God says in Hebrews 8, Start at verse 6. But now hath he, Jesus, obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand 
to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. I think it's so interesting, the prophecy that God gave to the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel 36. Start at verse 23. God says, and I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned, made secular among the heathen. Because as you see, the heathen just imagine all kinds of things about God out of their own vain imaginations. Which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. When I was born again, I owned a small business in Dallas, Texas, and a churchwoman came in one day and saw me and watched me and said, I think in you we see a true conversion. See, I was sanctified before the eyes of those people, made different. I was so different that when I said something, I didn't know who was saying it. It was so different from what I had been before I was born again. God says in verse 24, For I will take you from among the heathen. Instantly, I didn't want to be with the unbelievers anymore. I wanted to be with the people of God. I wanted to go to church. I had nothing in common with the unbelievers after I was born again. And it happened instantly. God spoke to me and said, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sin. And I said, ah, sin? I thought they were mistakes. I was changed instantly. God says, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Verse 26, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I remember reading that as a new Christian, and I thought, that's what everyone needs is that new heart. They need to be given a new heart. A heart that is from God and a spirit that is from God. Verse 27, And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statute. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And that's the new covenant. The New Testament church is built upon the scriptures of the New Testament Bible. They are laws of God. They are commandments of God. 
The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 10, And this I say, yet not I, but the Lord. It's a commandment of the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she departs, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. See, it's a commandment of the Lord. We have laws of God in the New Testament Bible, but we don't go by the law of Moses where we sacrifice animals and do the rules set up for the Old Testament unless they're repeated for us in the New Testament. And we are changed instantly when God speaks to us. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We have a new heart and a new spirit. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We continue to learn the rest of our lives by things God shows us, and by Scripture. But we are changed instantly when we are born again, not a procedure of having to go to learn a bunch of stuff. God changes us instantly. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Instantly you're made a new creature. Most people are not born again in churches. They simply are following what they believe to be the rules of whatever church they're going to. But they don't have the Spirit. They don't have the Spirit of God. Romans 8.14 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Holy Spirit lives in us and brings to our mind the scriptures or a concept showing us what to do. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today. And now we play Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 3. Beethoven dedicated this symphony to Napoleon, but on the first page of the symphony it was dedicated to napoleon but then he tore the dedication page out when napoleon declared himself an emperor and he renamed it eroica so beethoven symphony number no. three leopold stokowski is the conductor he was later conductor of the philadelphia orchestra london symphony orchestra from 1975 recording.